A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense, but we are ASAP Science here to make things make sense. Today we are talking about ticks and Lyme's disease. Are we all destined to be getting Lyme's disease? How can we prevent getting bitten by a tick? How do they transport? How do they move around? Why are we talking about this now? Because they are spreading. But first, we're going to talk about naming the heat waves in strawberries. Hi. Hola. Como esta? <laughs> Ernie just like Our shot dog. up. Just shot up. Thinking someone was here. It's just He's me. Managed. Just your loud gay owner. What's up? How you doing? I'm okay. Have a bit of vertigo <laughs> today, but <laughs> trying to be positive. I had three coffees already, so feeling insane. Ready to go. How about you? Greg was on a trip recently. Yeah, I went to New York with my sister. Uh, <laughs> was a Santa's sleigh, I must say. It was what? Hot take New York's fun. Santa's sleigh. I don't know. I just said that. <laughs> I thought um, you said Santa, and then I was like, there's no way he said Santa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a Santa's sleigh. Uh, um, okay, it took get me a it. while. I'm there. Yeah, I'm like, he's struggling. He's had three <laughs> coffees. Maybe he needs a fourth. Um, New York's amazing, but it is so overwhelming, so stimulating. Like, I'm tired from it. But I went and saw amazing musicals. One was called Kimberly Akimbo, which people told me was funny. (laughs) And uh, I bawled my eyes out for two hours. It was, like, about grief and death and, like, an aging teenager. It was... To be fair... What? You cry in, like, media more than anyone else I've ever met. Okay, Like, not in a way that I'm, like, making fun of you, but, like, you... You have no inhibition when it comes to like absolutely bawling, like even to Billy Elliot on stage. <laughs> well, it's not that I have no inhibition. I can't help myself. Oh, fair, It's like yeah. very <laughs> moving. It was an incredibly moving portrayal <laughs> of a little girl who is dying of progeria. Like I just mm. am really like confused because yeah. everyone was like, it's an actually funny musical. It's so funny. We were like shopping during the day and these like girlies selling and stuff. We're like, oh, it's so good. Like I just thought I was going to go see. Gave you the wrong impression. Yeah. So I think I was. <laughs> I was like, no, I was not prepared. It was beautiful. It was almost like the acting was too good. So yeah, bald my eyes out. So good. Saw Titanic again, and it was amazing because the lead singer was so good at singing. Broadway's longest running alphabet. And if you're a, <laughs> a gay man, you know what that means. You but it know does how sound, significant that is. <laughs> it sounds like I just vomited in my mouth. Broadway's ro- longest running alphabet. <laughs> and it was so. Who could have known? I mean, like, did you like Wizard of Oz as a kid? I forget. Or you hadn't really no, seen it, right? I hadn't seen it. That was like a big part oh, of our relationship. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a big part of our relationship. <laughs> it was. Like, when I, vent- when there I was told just a you. a moment when I was No, shocked. it was like nonstop. Every time I'd meet somebody, would be like, guess what? Greg <laughs> hasn't seen Wizard of Oz. I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> or Sound of Music or The Goonies. It was a list. It wasn't just Wizard of Oz. Yeah. But what I mean is, like, 
who could have known I was gonna I liked Wizard of Oz a lot as a kid, but then it's like Wicked and Alphabet changed my life. Yeah, I remember you know? the first like one of the first flip it on its head gay bars I ever went to. I was like sixteen, all ages party, and a drag queen came out as Green Alphabet and did Define Gravity. I had no idea about the song, no idea about the musical, and I was like, I'll never forget that moment. Yeah, and there's nothing more iconic than like flipping a like bad witch and being like, no, she was actually good, and everyone else was crazy you yeah. know what I mean yeah they need to do that to Ursula like Wha- this Little Mermaid should have been like Ursula's been mistreated I didn't actually watch I this actually, Little Mermaid but <laughs> I didn't either but people said it was like more about her revenging her brother so I don't oh, know okay. if that's true yeah also we but should read make, the book uh, uh, I'm like did I re- I think I read it oh, like, I guess yeah. it wasn't that good then because why if you don't remember because I saw the musical so much like the, the same story I just can't oh remember. I thought the book would be so much more detailed it's a Hashtag book. I don't think it is. Are you sure you read it? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't well, think. no, because in this moment, I'm thinking about Howl's Moving Castle, which is also based off a book, but I had only watched the movie first, and then I read the book, and it's like so the exact same thing, almost. Oh. That I, I sometimes I'm like, did I read the book? Or <laughs> so now I? you're just like, and I did that with Wicked too, but you're like, <laughs> I think I did. <laughs> I could probably read it like 15 years ago or something. <laughs> anyway, fine, drag me, read me. <laughs> I know, I'm just like, or it just means the book isn't that good. Yeah, or maybe it's people just told me about it so much that I felt like I read it. <laughs> and yeah, and then I ate really good food. Okay, New York. Wow. Ate food, chopped, went to musicals. I was a tourist. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on. Okay. Oh, what did we learn this week? Okay, do strawberries because I've been eating so many. Okay. Did you know? You probably know this first part. Did you know that strawberries aren't berries? Yeah. It's a misnomer. You know Wait, because I mean? the seeds are on the outside? Okay, so this is the weirder part that I actually did not know. So those little white dots, or they can be like kind of brown or black, you know, like on the outside, those aren't seeds. Oh, isn't that crazy? So what, what? okay. Technically a strawberry is multiple fruits, which consist of many tiny individual fruits embedded in a fleshy receptacle. So the red part is literally just a receptacle. All those little white things are the fruit. And Whoa. inside of all of those is a dry seed. Whoa. So that fruit that's itself cool. is dry, but that's why it's technically not a berry because berries contain like multiple seeds or something. I don't know the actual definition, but these are like the strawberry itself. The part you call is just like this fleshy body, what they call. Uh, what, uh, yeah, I guess it just said fleshy receptacle. So a strawberry is just a fleshy receptacle of fruit. Yeah. It and those fruit. little white parts, I guess they're called, I don't know how to pronounce this, but Akinis or Akins, um, the seeds inside that, and it's similar to like quinoa's the same way, or buckwheat. They're like oh. dry fruit. But I guess there's seeds inside that seed, so it's not so dumb. Yeah, it kind of seed. is like technically there's a seed there, but the white part you're seeing is the fruit, and so there's just like hundreds of fruit being held together by this swollen receptacle tissue Whoa. that you eat. Isn't that wild? And they're like bloody. I love strawberries. They're so good. <laughs> strawberries are so good. They are. And we are being and when good they're people. Good, they're so good. But it's only now, July. Oh, it's now in the August. season. You, yeah, summer, babes. <laughs> if you eat a if you eat a strawberry in winter, as my dad would say, that's like bad for the world. It is the time because it had them to get now. shipped. Yeah, like, it, and it's always like a little green, and you're like, wow, this came from Colombia well, like, on a plane. <laughs> yeah, so bad for the world here. Yeah, right? like there Toronto. might be other parts of the world where it's a different season. Oh, yeah. If you it's live in Colombia, you can just eat them. Actually, no, there were not strawberries in Colombia. Yeah, I don't I feel like they're from like Mexico and California and Texas. The like Rio Grande I just learned is like where they make like 
all the veggies for all of America, but it's getting so hot that like now they're all dying. Oh. So I feel like strawberries are coming right like now from, from close. California because, probably. Well, I think right now they're coming from, you know, the farmer's market. Oh, okay. Oh, like more like local. Yeah. <laughs> no, like they're growing in Canada now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I there's see. nothing better than when you go on a camping trip in Ontario and you show up at this site and there's blueberries everywhere. Have you ever mm. had that? Yeah, that? with you. It's slay. And then you're like, I could live. I get too in scared to like eat random things. So no, even blueberries. when blueberries. I know, but I'm just like, well, who knows? Is there something that looks like a blueberry that's going to kill me? <laughs> that's the Wait, are you serious? No, but isn't it like always because blueberries at least are blue, which is so rare. There's there. You don't you're not getting confused when you see a blueberry. Yeah, I'm just not going to risk it. I'd rather. So just you've go. never done that. Maybe I, I, like I have, have. But like, like with people who are all like, these are all blueberries. And then they're really confident. Yeah. I would never choose myself to be like, that's a blueberry bush. I'm going to eat it. Okay. <laughs> I would never, ever, ever eat a berry off a tree. What about raspberries? There's also those on campsites. They're so specific. You would know. I you guess. would know. They're I not guess. like a random red berry that you're like, okay, that obviously like is going <laughs> to kill me. I'm just, it's not worth the risk for me. Okay. But I'm like, my favorite thing in the world is eating random berries. <laughs> Dead. Um, Okay, so I'm talking about the heat waves again because I mentioned in past episodes about how they're naming them. Have you seen those charts recently of this year's heat? It's yeah, that's kind of why I'm talking about it. Yeah, I guess, it's scary. It's like all if you haven't about. seen, you're sure you could just type in heat wave chart and just like seeing how much of an outlier this year is on the heat <laughs> scale is like actually quite spooky. Yeah. And it is important to remember, like we talked about El Nino, and, and people are like, this doesn't mean every year is going to be this hot, but, but like, it will be for the next might, three years. Yeah, and this is an example of like how things are trending. But um, and you can't even like grow crops mm. in certain parts. Anyway, what it was your that's not about? what I was talking about. I was going to talk about the naming of them because yeah. people are trying to name them because unlike hurricanes where like they blow your roof off and they're so visceral they're like you can't really see heat waves in mm -hmm. the same way so they're trying to like make people i guess kind of scared but they started in spain in this like website called il meteo i'm sure it's spanish il meteo um decided to name the most recent one it was like from sevilla and they called it xenia mm -hmm. and then another with an x or with a yeah, z with an x okay and then another heat wave was called Cerberus, which was named after the three-headed dog in Greek mythology. Okay. That was yeah, the Italian say, like, version. Xena, like the warrior princess also? Is that how you spell it? No, no. It, yeah, it's Z <laughs> or Z. Oh, my God. I pass out. X-E-N-I-A. So Zenia. it's not Xena. Xenia. Uh, I'm sure they're like related to some Greek story right. about like a boss-ass lady who killed her kids <laughs> or whatever. But... um. So they're naming them all these like scary names. And so there's all these meteorologist societies that are arguing over whether this is like a good or bad idea to name mm. them scary names. Cause they think in the future, as they get more and more scary, we'll have used all the scary names. Oh, uh, like save the scary names for when it's even worse. <laughs> yeah. Or I, I was like, I guess it's true when they name hurricanes, it's just an arbitrary like lady's name. Or well, like, don't they go in alphabetical order or something? But it's not, they're not choosing scary names. Yeah. It's like Frank. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Frank could be scary. Sounds like a murderer, but like, sorry, <laughs> Franks. But they don't do that. So then there's this whole argument about whether, because mm. it's so new to name heat waves, like, do we save those horrible names for I mean later. it's not like to me those names are so scary One, it's not like Lucifer <laughs> okay no Lucifer was one yeah they like they literally like in 2017 the heat wave of Europe was called Lucifer 
Okay. So the same website called And they were that. like, oh, wow, we used the devil right away. Yeah, exactly. So like people were like, we need to name heat waves. And now Famously the, the hottest one. <laughs> yeah. Now the argument is like, do we need to chill on the Lucifer? Because obviously we're trying to... They are trying to They just got to go people. through all the fire gods of every culture. Yeah. Lucifer is a lot. That was 2017. Okay. And then... So one study found that 62,000 people died in Europe last year from extreme heat waves. This July 11th, a man in his 40s died while working outside in Greece. Mm-hmm. So it's like they are, you know, killing yeah. people. They are mm-hmm. scariest, scary. And they do all agree that they need to be named. But now the question is we need to have like a governing body about what these names mm-hmm. are. It, because all these European countries are choosing their own versions of like Lucifer mm, and like yeah. the evil Greek dog. Because I guess, uh, not that hurricanes are local, like they obviously travel through many regions, but a heat wave, I imagine, can spread so much wider over like an entire continent yeah. that they do have to coordinate yeah. a huge. And, and like places that don't have hurricanes are now having heat waves and things that probably aren't used to having to name. You know what I mean? Like, I don't picture Europe having to deal with, like, hurricanes. Yeah, So that's now, true. like, that, there's, like, you know, all these different countries have to kind of come together and be like, yeah. how are we going to name these in sync? Yeah, they, and the Italian Meteorologist Society was, like, mad at the website Il Matteo, and they were all arguing, and I was kind of like, this seems dumb. But then as I got deeper, it was an argument about the severity of the names, and I was like, okay, that's actually, like, mm. so interesting. It will run out. Yeah, I think it... I don't know... I mean, like, obviously, right now it matters that people pay attention. So if they are just calling it, like, Heat Wave Samantha, (laughs) it might be, like, kind of odd. Like, it almost helps to reinforce these are heat waves. We've never had to name them before, and they have intense names. But no matter what, they're going to run out, unless they're okay cycling names every, like, 10 years. And maybe they're all going to be, like, because hurricanes are hitting English-speaking Florida. Like, are they all going to be, like, hurricane, like... What's a Spanish word? Oh, <laughs> um, I don't know. Caliente. Hurricane Interesante. Oh my God, we're, we're learning Spanish. Let's go. Hurricane um, Caro. <laughs> Hurricane Calle 14. <laughs> okay. Oh my God, should we get into it? Oh my God, we're about to go into an ad for Babel. It's like, hopefully that they, they show off that we did know our Spanish. <laughs> okay, we'll take a break and come back to chat about ticks. Le está gustando mi podcast? <laughs> Thanks to Babbel, I know what that means. Okay, so recently we've been trying to learn Spanish. As you may know, we lived in Colombia for three months in the fall. We're visiting Spain soon, and we want to be able to speak Spanish. And with Babbel, you can start speaking a new language in just three weeks. So why Babbel? Uh, because it works, honey. Instead of paying hundreds of dollars for a private tutor or fooling yourself with language apps that are more than just little games, Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three freaking weeks, okay? Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. All of Babbel's tips and tools for learning a new language are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching. It was really important for us to be using Babbel before we went to Columbia. We were able to, like, order food, you know, kind of you know, talk about directions, sometimes fool some people into thinking that we knew more than just that stuff. But now we're getting further along in our Babel sort of journey, and we're really excited to go to Spain and try it out. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners to get you started right now. Get 55% off your Babel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash side note. Again, that's 55% off 
babbel.com slash side note. Go there. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash side note for 55% off your Babbel subscription. Rules and restrictions may apply. Study time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Study time! Study time! So I do believe that us and many people in, I guess we're in like the eastern part of Canada and the United States are very worried about ticks because they are becoming more and more available on grasses and leaves <laughs> and carrying Lyme's disease. So th- I love the word available. Like, well, it's I mean, good, like <laughs> they're just available. For they're they're more. They, they they don't jump, which is so funny. They just like put their little claws out, and you have to hit them. Because sometimes people say, "Oh, they're falling from the trees," and it's like that's actually impossible. Mm. Um, I'm sure it's not impossible, but it's probably no, not it the is. main way. Not, it. it is. One of my studies was like they can't. They, and they can't fall? No, they can't fall. Because people think they're falling from trees because they'll find a tick on their head, but it means that it hit your leg and crawled up your <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so there's 300,000 new cases of limes per year in the U.S., and they think that that is underreported. Mm. But that's higher than ever before. This has to do with climate change. This has to do with humans essentially like spreading into forests, mm. into places. It has to do with an increase in deer populations. The ticks that carry Lyme's disease are deer ticks, ticks that are on deers. So there's all these things that are sort of coming together to make going outside more scary for more people. But today we're going to talk about what's actually going on. Do you need to be scared? The treatments, the science behind ticks and Lyme's disease so that you can have a better understanding of how to like enjoy the outdoors. Because that is the most important thing is that you should not be limiting your access to nature around this hypothetical fear. Yeah. And it is interesting because I feel like when we were young, it's not like we didn't ever talk about ticks, but we didn't. We certainly didn't really talk about Lyme disease. And I think like, so the stat that I had is between 1991 and 2018, the number of cases has doubled. Like you said, it is like even places that we go to like either camp or cottage, we never really had to like think about them that much. Whereas now I feel like everyone, especially with kids and dogs are like, make sure you're checking your body for ticks. I didn't know different parts of the world, like in Scandinavia or Norway, I've heard people are like used to this. Like you have to, every time you're out in the forest, you come home, you check, you look. And also different diseases. Like Lyme's disease is very like us centric, hashtag America centric. But other it's places, all over the world, though. But I know. Okay, no, so there's okay. there's like other like Australian places where their tick disease is completely mm. different. It's really bad, but they're not talking about Lyme's disease in the same way. And ticks can carry lots of different diseases, yeah. including in like northern Ontario. There's like a really other scary disease that ticks have been like starting to transmit, not on mass, but like their blood suckers, baby. Yeah, I think truly 
ticks are one of the grossest creatures on this planet. And I don't say that lightly because I feel like I've even come to terms with, like I am afraid of spiders and have been, but I like won't kill them in our house anymore unless they're like on our bed or something. But even Ew, the other yeah, day, we had one of those house centipedes in our bedroom and I was like, okay, I'm not going to kill it. Like my first instinct was it can't be in the bedroom. But then I was like, I'm just going to go to bed. It's not going to like bother me. But if me. that was a giant tick. Yeah, yeah. There's something about ticks because they actually come after you, right? Like spiders, centipedes, like they don't really want to, they're actually like after mosquitoes and other bugs. Whereas like the tick is looking for you. So (laughs) this is like one thing I read in a study and I was like, that's, it says ticks are exclusive blood feeding arthropods that can serve as vectors for multiple pathogens relevant to human and veterinary health. (laughs) Like that's horrible. (laughs) Like just like blood feeding arthropods that like are vectors of disease for humans. Yeah. That, That is true. Like a spider isn't, doing that i mean they are arachnids as well so they technically are like no these are arthropods they're not arachnids chicks yes they are arachnids are arthropods okay but sorry but there is like this crazy debate that i heard on this podcast about how like ticks are eight-legged but they're not they're cousins of spiders yeah but i think they're arachnids should I look it up? Yeah, look it up. Because they just like, they were like yelling about all the classification that, and this person was like... Oh my God, I typed tick and ticket master went into my thing. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> the big Taylor Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> okay. Ticks are parasitic arachnids. Okay. There. But, Solved. Okay, but, okay, but like... So the phylum is arthropoda. Okay, the class there. is arachnida, which probably obviously contains, yeah, it contains like scorpions and ticks and what else is in here? Probably lots of other Okay, well, creatures. the person was really mad for some reason and was like, they're cousins. And then the person was like, so wait, you can have cousin species? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, I didn't know that either. A cousin species? Well, but maybe they were referring to the class, meaning like they're related, but they are not the same species. Yeah, it was so weird that like they were yelling about cousins and I was like, there's gotta <laughs> be a better way to describe this. But okay, so ticks have adopted a unique strategy for obtaining their blood meal in the sense that they, unlike mosquitoes, which are like rapid feeding and within a few seconds to minutes, like they're done. Mm-hmm. Like ticks attached to your other host for multiple days <laughs> and they cut the skin with these like weird little like things on their head which is so gross and then they use the small blood vessels like to ingest the blood and they have all these really like interesting well-evolved ways to like make it so you don't feel them mm-hmm. so they have like anti-inflammatories anytime i had a tick i didn't yeah. i didn't know until i saw it in me like which, i never felt it biting me well i think it's just like kind of awful like they have vasodilators anticoagulants that protect the blood from clotting around where they've bitten you and that's why you like can't detect them hmm. and i was like that is so true and so scary and another reason why they're so <laughs> that scary is so true <laughs> well no because it's like i it's yeah, not like don't. a mosquito bite or any other bite yeah. where you can just find them instantly you're like oh yeah and then you're like that is an insanely evolved thing mm-hmm. that makes them more scary yeah yeah like I, that's even all I meant, like i've had leeches before and i had I think they have something similar, but I did feel them biting me. But I've never, every tick I've ever had, which is at this point actually a lot. Yeah, you have. Um, I've, I've only ever noticed them retrospectively being like, wait, what is that? I'll like feel a little bump and then be like, that's, is that a mole or is that a tick? Is the game I always have to play. You, Because uh, <laughs> like, I don't know. Are they like mosquitoes? I feel like I attract them. I'm not like so, crazy in the bush. Yeah, no, they're like, they're, um, 
is a lot of contention around this. Like the reason why this is so hotly debated and a controversial subject is because it is so new. People are studying it a lot now, but there's a lot of unknowns. So some people like you are saying like, I get these so much more and my partner doesn't, mm -hmm. but they don't have any understanding right now as to why that would be because they can't hop or jump. They, they specifically rely on you brushing on grass. Yeah, so I have a really cool study related to okay, this that's that. not yeah. contradicting you at all. Um, and it just came out this year because they were like studying tick movement and yeah, they're like, they can't jump because like, most spiders can't. Jumping spiders obviously can um, or most arachnids can't. But they have a crazy secret that has been filmed now and caught on camera and it's that they use static electricity of the Whoa. mammal's body they're attracted That's to. That's why freaking dogs are so bad. They yeah. have hair. Yeah, so literally there's a video oh in the study of this close up. It's like this tick will be standing, right? Or like not always standing, but sometimes you have like their, like their a arms gay, Like a gay drag and queen entering Obviously a space. you might brush up exactly against them, but the study was like, it's pretty amazing. Like the odds of you brushing exactly against the tick are not that high if yeah. it's just sitting on a leaf. So how are they so effective? So literally they use the charged air that forms around an animal and it propels them to it. Like they literally fly like up in, in humans. They said theoretically they could go up to three centimeters. So it's not like they're like flying so far, but it means you don't actually have to touch them. Wait, that's so interesting. Yeah. Are you looking it up? No, I'm like, we need it? to like make a video about that. That's why I wrote yeah. that down. Cause I'm like, that is actually horrifying interesting and cool and the reason why i am sometimes like did i seriously brush up against that yeah. was like, no they you could have been just like a few centimeters away they static electric to me yeah i thought that was so interesting and now they're like we think maybe that's how other creatures like lice mites and fleas could Might also it. use wow. that they they don't know for sure i think also like fleas can jump and stuff but lots of little creatures and insects probably can be impacted more by these static electricity forces that we aren't even aware of that's crazy. That's really cool. Also, they can like, when they're eating, grow to 200 to 300 times their weight. Oh. So it's like, that's why. <laughs> that's how much blood they're that's sucking. That's so gross. Whereas other like, yeah, like mosquitoes will like explode. <laughs> and then. Um, oh, yeah. Isn't there like a trick that people sometimes do with mosquitoes where you let them keep sucking you? I know. I've never done that. To, like, that's all, isn't, like, is that a myth? I feel like I've seen someone try, but maybe they, I don't I've know. I've definitely I've seen people try, but I'm always like, yeah, yeah. what are we going to do? Sit here for 10 <laughs> minutes? I'm like, I believe you or whatever. But it's like, I've never seen it explode. Yeah. I don't think so either. Um, also, they live for two years. They live under the snow. Really? Yeah. Isn't that like, they're like they just like. They hibernate or they're just like. Their epicness is like, every time I'm just like, what? Like, they grow to two to 100 to 300 times their weight. Now they, we like, they electricity fly. <laughs> and they they are like, pretty crazy but i'm like live for two years like mosquitoes are yeah. not doing that crazy wow. also the only like not the only good thing but they're food for birds another reason birds are amazing i never hit record on this oh that's on okay. the camera that's okay I, this that's episode's okay. not gonna be okay. released <laughs> i just had a moment where we we're not gonna be able to see our thick legs on youtube oh, sad okay. um but yeah like i feel like the food for birds thing is like the only like 
good thing about them. Like there's food. not. Oh, I see. Oh, I saw a chart. I, I didn't write this down because it was too complex. But the like food web of ticks is so fascinating because they're like trying to figure out. Obviously, deers. It's like foxes are good because they eat smaller animals, but um, the wolves are bad because they like. I, I I'm not even gonna try. And Wait, what do you mean? Like, I don't know. Like, it was like a crazy web of animals to try and figure out which ones are promoting and actually helping the ticks oh. and which ones are hurting. And there was like lizards and stuff like that are good because ticks actually can't infect them. Like even if they bite them, like the lizards are never gonna spread. I don't know. Huh. It was just like fascinating to realize like can. ecologically. Yeah. And there was something about, obviously wolves probably eat deer, but it was like, there was some reason that wolves actually perpetuate ticks. Whoa. Well, there also is like, so I obviously think deer are beautiful, but and then there's like an argument for hunting and culling deer. And I was kind of like, Oh, <laughs> this might be an argument for hunting. Deer. Oh yeah. Fair. Cause if there's too many of anything in a, in a system, like that is an issue. Yeah. And it is like their black legged ticks is the name of them. The ones that are quote unquote deer ticks, but it is interesting. It's like, Oh yeah, there are so many more deer right now. And therefore there is a proliferation of Lyme's disease. Mm. And also because of the way that we're like cutting into forests, it's like forest edges have mm. more ticks. And so now we're just creating more forest edges, the more like properties we make and yeah. like towns that we build. And it's like, Oh, whoa. and then, and that also apparently means more deer. Cause like the deer actually like, yeah, it's even surprising. Like even, even in parks in Toronto, there's lots of ticks now. Like, and I, I yeah. don't think that was always a problem. Even when Ernie no. was a puppy, I feel like it was just kind of becoming, we'd go to the vet and they'd have a little like baggies on the wall being like, this was found in this park n near you like yeah like, and i and like they were even being like just no there's ticks here now and now i'm like even when i go to high park i'm like i should be aware if i'm watch brushing through like look at myself i know i i feel like i don't look enough except for when i'm like in the woods and now you do kind of have to look all the time if you're walking through so okay then now we can start talking about limes because like the yeah. main reason outside of Lyme disease i think people would obviously be sad to get a tick but it's like this is the sort of more like, oh my God, like existentially frustrating part about all of this because yeah. you get this freaking like challenging disease. And so we're going to talk about the most up-to-date research, but it's still very much like being studied and like confusing. Yeah, because it's one of those things that a lot, I think because of the sneakiness of ticks, a lot of people just don't realize like they'll get sick in such a way that you don't, it's not necessarily clear why you're yeah. sick. And it's not immediately for a lot of people right when they get a tick bite, they may never see the tick bite, they may never have a rash. And then for years, they're just like lethargic or having issues. Lyme is like a bacterial Yeah, it's disease. called Borrelia burgdorferi. <laughs> Bergdorf. Bergdorf. I'm like, what is that word? For some reason, I was like, it did something German. Borrelia burgdorferi <laughs> is the causative agent of Lyme's disease. So it's bacterial based. Yeah. And so we can go through kind of like what happens if you were to get bit by a tick with Lyme's disease. So you understand. And then like some preventative things. Mm -hmm. So if you get bit by a tick and it has Lyme's disease, it is really important that you try to remove it within 24 hours because yeah. then it takes, unlike mosquitoes, it does take a while for it to like set up its weird pincers and to like, it's so good at the coagulation and like the m tricking your body into not feeling it that it actually takes a longer process to essentially transmit. Yeah. When blood. I, I think this was last summer, maybe it was before when I had in between my toes, like a little tick yeah, and it freaked yeah. me out and I, we went to the hospital. Now. Yeah. Because it was kind of like, should I show someone this? But then the hospital was so busy. I just called health Canada and they were like, 
if it's within i think they had said 36 hours but obviously because you had just gotten to the cottage so you assumed yeah and i I like knew i hadn't had it before and it was really small like usually you can tell by the size of them if they've been on you for a while it was like a dot in the middle of my toes yeah and they were like you know you want to try and remove it without just pulling it because then you leave the head in it and sometimes that squishes like stuff from inside of it into you but they were like you probably don't have to worry you can just take it off carefully by like you know getting under the head and spinning it um so that's why like you should always do these tick checks after you've been in like Mm -hmm. a place where you think you could have had them because that's how you'll prevent it and then the thing is that there is this rash or like quote-unquote target like red looking targets like symbol around the bite that is an indicator of the bacteria that causes Lyme's disease, but it's not a for sure. It's like, right. Not everyone will yeah. get it. And not obviously every rash is that it's like 80% <laughs> in general. It's seen. So like, that's when you, that if you get a tick bite and then you look or you, you get a tick and then you look and you take the tick out and then all of a sudden there's a rash around it. Yeah. You need to go to the hospital because that's when they will give you antibiotics, deoxycycline, which like within the first 72 hours, they give that to you and that's how you prevent Lyme disease. Mm. So there is a treatment and then you can also in Canada, just go to the pharmacy. You don't have to go to the doctor and get it. Oh, so I was like, that's really smart. Like, to just know. tell the pharmacist I was bit by a tick. You say I was bit by a tick. So obviously it's an antibiotic. So you don't want to just be taking it. Mm. I, but if you get bit by a tick and see a red target yeah. or a rash, they will give it to you. To be clear for everyone that can take like 10 to 14 days to show up. So the tick might bite you in that. What? Yeah. Real, but yeah. then that's, then it's too late. What is? Oh no. The, I read that the target can show up much later. Oh, that's, bad because that's too late to get the seven within the but at least you know then at least you know I, it yeah could, it could show up right away but i'm saying at least you know then okay i have to like go yeah figure and if you out. do like say it shows up like that sucks if it shows up seven days later um you'll there still are courses of antibiotic treatments then but yeah, but the, what treatment. i read is that Once it can you know. happen really quickly as well it yeah can, the rash. but what um the, like the, there's it, still treatment if you have Lyme and you catch it later. Obviously, it's yeah. different. And I think the challenging part has always been diagnosing it. It's not easy to test for. And that's why it's like, if you see that, then we can kind of be sure. Yeah. If you're having symptoms, that's what's going yeah, on. Yeah, they test like your Whereas blood Whereas if a lot. like some people have just been like chronically tired for years and then they're like, maybe you're stressed. Maybe it's depression. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's that. But if there's a way for you to go, oh, I, I, I did have a tick bite slash i did get a bullseye like it's easier for them to then yeah. prescribe medicine and treatment yeah and be like you're gonna get they give you amoxicillin which is kind of interesting if you're like don't deal well with deoxycycline so it mm. is antibiotics i didn't really realize that i thought it'd be something more specific but it's just courses of antibiotics yeah well, i guess it's, it's a, bacterial a bacterial infection, infection. Yeah. but seven to 14 days after the bite is more when you get the fatigue and the sickness and the nausea which is also really annoying because it's not immediate yeah. So at that point, it's just hard. You go for a hike one day, seven to 14 days later, you got sick. Like you're not going to be correlating it. That's why I think it's kind of menacing. I was reading somebody, I think they said they're from Norway. This is when I saw someone being like, we've been used to this for a long time. And they said, when they get tick bites, they take a permanent marker and draw a circle around where it bit them. And so that they can keep track of if a rash rash. pops up there. That's so smart. Yeah. So then one thing that you can do, which I think is 
smart if you're in Toronto and Canada is that you just need to take a shower or a bath or go swimming after any hike. Hmm. Just because if they're like, on you, but they haven't bit you yet. Right? Yeah, because they don't actually, they're not that good at like biting immediately. They like a lot of times like crawl up your body yeah. and stuff. And they're so trying to find like certain spots. That's right? one thing I was like, that's simple. You go on a hike, you go home and you shower yeah. and you wash your whole body even before you do a tick check and then do a tick check. Yeah, that makes sense. And obviously every day you're up north or doing a hike or anything you have to do a tick check and like spread those cheeks and lift up that ball sack <laughs> you need, like, yeah you need a friend or yeah. someone close someone you're close to who you're willing to show your dirt star to your actual <laughs> hole so like because we literally do that to each other yeah like, it's like ass. and it's just like if you are with like a sibling it's like I don't and know, we maybe. know someone who got a tick on their asshole yeah <laughs> i know there's something about the asshole that feels like the ideal place for a tick I to think go it's, well when you think about it they want to be somewhere that's less disturbed somewhere like and for like, me, they want to be somewhere really tight. Oh, my God. But I mean, thinking about in between my toes is where they went. It's like yeah. these little crevices where they can kind of burrow and hide to not be like rubbed off. Also, you can just strip your clothes. A lot of this tick stuff could be like the precursor, like foreplay vibes. <laughs> you strip your clothes and, As just, if. <laughs> and just throw them into the dryer because your clothes have uh, them on it. So you get home from your hike, you take a shower, you throw your clothes into the dryer for five to 10 minutes, mm -hmm. and then you get out. You're like, okay, now those ticks are dead from the dryer or like off, mm -hmm. and now I'm going to check my partner's hole. And then you do a tick check. So they would likely die in the heat is what you're saying? Yeah, they, apparently they'll die. The, the dryer will kill them. Okay. okay. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's like, well, even that's just smart. Yeah. That seems like a lot, but I think at this point, some if people, you're in a high tick area, obviously, yeah. And, like, but an I think one thing all these studies say is like, we cannot have people not going into nature because of this. Mm. Like there's a really big concern around people who are already trepidatious about yeah. going into nature. And we know yeah. we talk on this podcast a lot about how important that is for health for like even understanding climate change and caring right. like every scientist is the type of person who is like we want to figure out how to prevent this yeah it's no not, one should go have a walk in the park. yeah and like yeah. don't allow your kids to play outside like right. that is so much worse so they're just trying to figure out how we can like you mean don't not allow your kids yeah to play sorry, um and yeah like it is kind of sad because they're like the vaccine is something i'm curious about didn't you say you were yeah so that? i have two different um optimistic looking futures around this well weirdly there, there was, was a one. vaccine in i the know 90s. i was reading about that and was like this is weird and apparently it just there wasn't enough interest there was fear around vaccines and it either just like yeah probably just didn't sell enough or it didn't sell it and it was like shelves. i guess it was too early no one cared but now yeah. i think it would sell oh, give me yeah it. i know but maybe it's off the market now you know what I mean? Yeah. So, okay. The first thing, and this is new as well, gene editing. We're talking CRISPR, baby. Okay, so let's go. a new study, um, they've always thought this was impossible with ticks. You know how like you've talked about the studies on mosquitoes and the, how they're gene editing like female mosquitoes, to, or maybe it was the males, to like spread yes. a certain yeah, yeah. DNA that will stop them from like carrying or being able to proliferate. Yeah. This has effectively been impossible with ticks because the reason they say is the embryos are really tricky to inject because the egg that contains them has a really tough layer on the outside, high pressure levels, and is coated in a waxy layer. Hmm. So it's like been impossible to like edit the genome. Um, but they've like found a new technique to make this possible really recently. Uh, let me see what it says. Oh my God, that's so fun. 
Yeah, ulti- I'm not going to explain like exactly how they do it, but basically the study was a proof of concept to go, look, we found a way to remove that waxy mm. coating in the female tick's eggs so that we can not only inject the eggs, but then we can like play with, we can stick in CRISPR and cut up genes and play around with this now. Okay, it's slay. Um, so Santa's they, slay. They haven't, and this is obviously more than just Lyme disease. It's anything that ticks carry can now maybe be targeted. Uh, and that's a sleigh, but it hasn't been done yet. It's just like, cool, we can do it. So now let's start studying the genes and figuring out what we do to like put a gene in them that like stops them from spreading. Now's the time. Even that vaccine, bring it back, baby. Well, so the, okay. The other half is that there are vaccines that are like on the verge of being released for, well, one, one is interesting because they're both mRNA vaccines. Hmm. A lot of them are being developed by like Moderna and Pfizer. Like heard those names before. Yeah, but the one that I thought was really interesting was it doesn't fight the infection. It's an mRNA vaccine, but what it does is it trick or sort of trains your immune system to respond to their saliva. So you know how you said like they are oh, yeah. so good at not being noticed. Yeah. So what this will do is it will make their saliva make you so itchy immediately. So this fact so that you can catch so them right away. Smart. Yeah. So and I think they said this would be the first vaccine that does not target a pathogen. Like most So vaccines, it's like now you'd be itchy as fuck every time you got bit and then it takes yeah. twenty four hours. That is so, so you cool. have a chance to be like, oh my gosh, I've been bit. I can like either go get it checked, take it off, get medicine if I have to, um, blah. But the other one that is being actually developed by Moderna. And I think it's in like a second major phase of testing right now. And it's like looking good. Um, it directly produces antibodies for Borrelia burgdorferi. How okay, do you pronounce that? Yeah, burgdorferi. <laughs> so like the actual um, bacteria, bacterial infection. Okay. Um, I love yeah. the I love the itch one though. Yeah. I That's thought that like was really so cool. cool. Yeah. I mean, obviously the one that I've, like this one would directly affect the bacteria so it's like if you have it you yeah, probably yeah. won't develop symptoms but anyway. there's something about the one like if all of a sudden you got itchy from a tick bite you'd be like it worked and it would just feel so good you'd yeah be like i'm a freaking mutant who like is a sleigh i know but like do you really want to be itchy like i almost yeah. in my mind would rather have the one that like just in case oh I, of course but the itchy one would be so visceral to know that it worked yeah and then you'd be like it's gone within 24 yeah. hours i didn't get lyme's disease sleigh True. Like, so I don't yeah. know. I, I, I Obviously, I like both. But that one to me is like if it I would love to take that and then I would love to go to tick bite and just like see it in action. See, I worry that I'm like, I don't really want to know. Obviously, I want to know. But there's something so stressful about being bit by me. But to me, but there's me also something. Gripping. Yeah, I'm not like on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's also weird. The CDC doesn't recognize long term Lyme's disease. Like but that's what I mean. I think these things are going to start to change because mm. it's becoming such a bigger problem. Yeah. Because if there's like hundreds of thousands of people who are contracting this every year. Yeah. And that's up double in the last like 20, 30 years. So what they're saying is like, they're like, okay, if you have Lyme's disease, we give you the antibiotic, the course of antibiotics. And for a lot of people that is fine. But then there's like a subset of people who it's not fine for. And that's like when you have long-term Lyme's disease. Mm. And that's what the CDC is like, we Mm. aren't recognizing right. and then that that point is when you get into all this sort of like anti-inflammatory diets yeah. or like all these other things that people are doing yeah. but they feel like they're taking it into their own hands but a lot of people will take the antibiotics and be fine so it's like that is nice to know i feel like there's so much misinformation around lyme's disease to be like once you get it it's spooky and your whole life is spooky yeah. it's like no a lot of people just get treated and they're fine yeah but there are people 
who might have a longer to, term. Yeah, have long term lines. That makes sense. I think like like Avril Lavigne. Even <laughs> Lavigne. Yeah, but my friend calls her <laughs> Avril Lavigne. Oh. I think it's an important conversation that's becoming larger and more to the forefront is how both viruses and bacterial infections even when you've gotten quote unquote rid of them can have long-term impacts, right? So even talking yeah. about long COVID about how you might not have the virus in you anymore, but it might have done some kind of internal sort of damage or affected your body in a different way that, you know, you're like being tested for COVID. You don't have COVID anymore, but you're still experiencing like symptoms. Yeah. And I think that's something that probably has always happened with viruses and bacteria that we just didn't really know about, maybe in smaller degrees. And, you know, COVID's like, and a it's really harder to one. treat. Obviously. And to track yeah. and to know is like, there's so many variables. It's like, did something else happen in your yeah. life? But that would be such a frustrating experience to be like, I know I had Lyme disease and I, yes, I had antibacterial uh, pills and treated it and stuff, but I still feel all these symptoms. Like that would be a really hard experience. But also the scary part is that a lot of people might not even know. So I think that's why it's so important to be thorough with the tick checks and like yeah. every time you're outside or in a park, that's the only way you're ever going to really know. You have to know. Like, obviously, eventually, you'll see the tick, I guess. Not always, because but they might then, bite you, and within two days, they could fall off. Like, yeah. they sometimes just fall off on their own. Yeah, okay. So that's why done. it's like, yeah, you have to be really thorough about the post-hike vibe. I really hate ticks. Also, it's like... The, n- the number one thing they said to prevent is to not have a dog. I know. <laughs> and there's that hairy static electricity dog over there. I know. And it is true. Of all it dogs, just like he a dog with so some... many ticks yeah. on him. Yeah. They'll just be like crawling on his face yeah. inside our house. And I'm just like, oh. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. No, it's like And then he's sleeping so beside us. And he's like bed. running through grasses. So like. That's... When we went bird watching, I woke up being like he was sleeping beside me. Woke up being like something itchy on my hand almost pretended to like pinch it and threw it on the side table being like, Oh, it's probably just my imagination. Turn the light on. There's a tick on the yeah, side table. Yeah. Like it was just crawling all over me. I'm sure it came from his body. It is. No, he's like an insane vector. And, and he's look- lucky because he's on pills that kill them. So if they bite him, they die. I know. That's why everyone's I'm like, like, yeah, bite him. You get that? Yeah. <laughs> but also, um, they said to just wear long pants, which I think people are starting to do. Like I am aware, taking like wearing long pants, tucking them into my socks when I if go on hikes. If you're hiking, yeah. yeah, like I'm not. I don't wear shorts when I go hiking anymore. Like there isn't really any point, and that's very like nerdy white culture hiking, <laughs> like with like airy pants with like cargo <laughs> short. Like you know what I mean? Like it is. You're going on a hike. You wear pants. Yeah, that is like wear easy. light pants because then you can see the ticks. Yeah, and tuck them into your socks. socks. Like don't just have them be this like. Uh, but in the heat of summer. No, but you're on a hike. It's like whatever. You're gonna be hot no matter what. You're gonna be in the shade. It goes. It, it's not worth it. It's not worth it to wear shorts. Like yeah. it's not that helpful. Anyway, so we are about to leave and go somewhere with so many Lots ticks, of ticks, which is why we did make this. We are going up north. I will be wearing pants. I will be swimming after. I will be looking at your dirt star hole, and we will be tick checking. <laughs> Excuse me, mine is not dirt star. No, it isn't dirt star. Pristine. I was like dirt star. I guess that is bad. I'm like, isn't dirt star a nice way to put it? It's like no, no, that makes it sound extremely unhygienic. <laughs> and we will be looking for rashes, and we will be taking it seriously because it's just like that's just the sad reality. Oh climate change mm-hmm. um they're spreading okay <laughs> <laughs> like it is just a fact yeah. and it has to do with the change but but it's but as i said earlier it's not it is due to the effects of the warming climate due to co2 but also human spreading into forests mm. like just yep human 
expansion. That's not exactly climate change. No, no, it's 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 many factors. Yes, yeah. yeah. But like when you go up to like a camp or a cottage, like you are going in to little communities that are like yeah. like, you know, in the forest, yeah. which wouldn't have necessarily been there. But yeah. If I could get rid of one animal, it'd probably be the tick. Yeah, a lot of like tick scientists I listen to were like, we can't say that it would be a good thing because obviously things could fall apart. And they're like, we find ticks fascinating, but they were like their food for birds question mark like they weren't like yeah it's like birds not, eat other things too. yeah yeah they're <laughs> they not be that fine. sort of like quote-unquote mosquito thing where like everything yeah falls. like you don't want to collapse but the obviously system. like science is yeah we can't pretend we know i bet if we got rid of all the ticks like oh we'd be like oh whoops yeah. and then like everything would die but it's not <laughs> as obvious and they're not um and they're just so disgusting mm-hmm. but yeah creepy Okay, thanks for listening. Hope this helped, and we'll let you know if we get tick bites in the next two weeks. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Post. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.